Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Neil Kelly. Neil is the founder of a very cool talent acquisition platform called Talent Sandbox. And Talent Sandbox, they're on a mission to revolutionize the talent acquisition market by helping TA teams to learn everything they need to know from the best and most experienced minds in the recruitment industry. And they've combined real world experience with interactive technology, blended learning, and for me, that creates a much better way to learn. So we're going to get into that, how they've done it and why they've done it. But firstly, Neil, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks, Ben. No, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And let's cut to the chase. You're a little bit weird like me. You like a sport called cricket and many people will not understand that. Yeah. It's a little bit of a combination between you know baseball rounders and other sports, right? But you throw the ball and you hit it. I mean, that's yeah. the summary of it. <laughs> I love telling people that a cricket match can last for five days long. And I think it was sometime maybe in the 1930s when either England or Australia was playing in South Africa and the game was running for 30 days. It hadn't finished by that stage. And so someone said, look, we have to call it off and let's maybe yeah, put yeah. a time limit of five days because we're going to miss the boat home. So it's wonderful. No, it's crazy. Yeah. And it can go down to the last ball as well, which is crazy. So <laughs> Very good. So the reason I ask you that, because I have listeners from all around the world, including the US, and they'll have no idea. So folks, you've just learned something. But secondly, I once did an exchange to a school in England in Gloucestershire, where I think you've played lots of cricket. And in my very first game, we played and our bowler got someone out, you know, so they struck him out, let's say for baseball parlance. But I, being the Aussie, went charging in and trying to high-five everyone and cheering. And all of the English guys were standing there politely around the pitch, just golf clapping. So, you know, there are cultural differences in everything. So. There is. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's one of these things where a lot of people don't understand the rules. And it's taken me the best part of 30 years to understand the rules. <laughs> <laughs> that an offside in football. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So let's dive into Talent Sandbox. I gave a quick intro, but do you want to tell us exactly what it is and why you're building it? Yeah, good. So... Talent Sandbox, as you said, is an online learning platform dedicated to the talent acquisition industry. So this story goes back 18 months ago, in fact, when we knew, you know, I've been in the industry now for 25 years, so I'm showing my age a little bit, but the benefit of that is I've seen a number of iterations of what talent acquisition, resourcing, everything else look like. What underpins that and underpins the successful businesses I've worked for, some of those Fortune 250 businesses throughout my career has been knowledge and development. So, you know, as you think through the success factors in an ETA function, it's development of people. It's not only good for people themselves, but it's also good for the business. You know, the metrics and the performance really shows when you develop and train that team really, really well. So that's where the story came from. And since then, we've built this platform, which is given the foundations and the standard, we want to drive the new standard for talent acquisition. We know there's a need out there. We know there's a big market, the addressable market, about 600 billion globally. So there's room for you know, many people out there. We believe that's a slice that market we want to take, and we can make a real impact and value back to businesses as we train people on the online platform. Yeah. And the word there, train, is so important because there are plenty of sites, platforms, even just YouTube channels 
educate or give people information about the world of recruitment, talent acquisition, HR in general, I think you guys have taken a slightly different approach, a more structured approach. Can you explain that? We have, yeah. So it's weird. It's really a blend of three or four levels. So it's the copy content, the audio, the video content, animation as well. So it's a blend of different types of learning. And within the platform, we've also structured it in different ways, right? So not every learner learns in the same way. I love to have a combination between reading and watching, right? But that's me as a learner. I'm sure you, Ben, you've got a different style. You mentioned about your kids earlier on. So running around, you know, that's the life, right? So we have to find the way which works for you as a learner. And that's why we want to make it accessible to all, you know, inclusive to all. As a result of that, we've blended the learning. So both the individual has different access points, but also the manager also of that individual also accesses the learning as well. So it's a collaborative approach, a blended approach with the business and the learner themselves. So yes, we have taken a structured approach. That pathway has been, the pathways and the learning have been developed by global TA leaders. So these are people who've trodden this path in the past. You know, they've got the scars and they've been through all the different experiences in the past to then culminate in this, you know, sharing their experiences with others. Absolutely. Yeah. So for folks listening, before we started recording, Neil and I were chatting about, you know, different learning styles. And I was saying that I recently, you know, purchased a fancy expensive course, which has got great content, but it was entirely video based and the videos were many and they were very long you know, and running around with kids and trying to do sport and all that kind of stuff, it's very hard to consume all of that, absorb it. And then if you think, oh, I wonder what the point was that was made halfway through, where is it in the video? I've got to go back and find it. So for me, having written content is very helpful. And I believe, Neil, that there's an issue with people whose first language is not English, right? Yeah. So that's a really surprising thing, which we, through our research and our focus groups, we realized. So in our case, we test in Eastern Europe. So they prefer to read the training and read the copy content rather than watch. They say the English or English speakers speak too fast for them to, in some cases, to keep up with. Of course, it depends on your maturity of your language, but again, we want it to be accessible to all. So that's a really important point of this business. So therefore, you know, we have to remember that this is a globally accessed product we're trying to sell here. If it's all video content, then of course that's a limitation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, something else you mentioned was the word path. So you've got experienced people from talent acquisition or senior roles who have lended their knowledge experience to create almost like a curriculum. But you mentioned path and pathway as opposed to the YouTube approach. I might watch a bit of this, I might watch a bit of that. Can you explain what the pathway or why even create it? We've designed our program and the platform in two ways. So you can either choose your own journey, right? So you can come in and based on an assessment we run with the individuals, they can decide of which way they want to go. So some of the courses which we've built in may be exempt because of the level they access it at. Whereas somebody entering recruitment from a coordinator or a sourcer to become a 360 recruiter, for example, they may want to take the structured pathway. And that's important because that is a ready-made development plan internally. So when we think about skills development within an organization now, very often talent HR are the ones which are left behind, right? They're the ones who are supposed to be driving things, but they're the ones who leave their skills development till the very last moment. And that's a shame, right? Because we need to be better as an industry, a talent acquisition industry, we can be better. 
talent acquisition is also the keys to unlock productivity and enablement within most organizations globally. And therefore, if an organization wants to be high performing, like some of the businesses I've worked for, I'm very fortunate to, you have to have the skills development there. That's why we've structured it in two ways. So that pathway is very, very important. You can then also assess your return investment as well at the end of that process. You know, how productive has this person become? How much have they added in terms of value back into their organization through whatever metrics, you know, they're, they're tracking? Yeah, I like that. And you've obviously incorporated your own personal experience to develop this program, this platform, because it, being in talent acquisition throughout your whole career, we've obviously learned all the different things and experienced all these different things. But then secondly, as a senior leader on the talent acquisition side in some really big companies, you've also had to manage teams and develop their skills. So you've been incorporating that. Was that a challenge to try and build that out or one of the things I'm always very, very proud of is the people around me who have developed, you know, some people do much bigger things than I ever did. Right. That's part of the cool thing about being a manager and a leader, seeing people really succeed. And the reality is that, you know, you have to have that growth mindset, that learning mindset. I've always had that, you know, you'll see that throughout my career. I've always continued to learn and that has to be part of your you have to try and instill that in employees because of technologies coming online so fast and new ways of working so fast. We must continue to learn. We must. Otherwise, we'll fall behind. AI will take over and we're now redundant. Joking aside, of course, but there's the ability to continue to learn. We can consume so much more information than we are at the moment. Absolutely. Now, I know you're a hopeless romantic because I believe Talent Sandbox was launched on Valentine's Day. It was, it was. That's very beautiful. What are your plans for getting the word out there, growing the business and expanding it, whether it be through at the UK or beyond? Yeah. So we're really looking for partners across the globe who want to develop their people, want to invest for change in the industry right now. We realize that there is the ability to deliver this on scale as well. Yeah. We are looking for those key partnerships and we're in discussions with many of those associations, as you can imagine, across the globe right now. Very good. And you've got some resources and information on the website, I noted. So how do you work out what to talk about and what will be of interest and why are you putting it there in the first place? A lot of our content is around one of the challenges the industry faces and also trying to give some of our knowledge up front, give the industry in a better shape than I found it. Yeah. That's my aim, my goal. And, and therefore, if we can impact as many people through that journey, then fantastic. So visit the website, you know, there's lots of downloadables, freebies on there, more are coming online every month and use it. And then, you know, if you feel that's of interest, then speak to us, you know, we'll demonstrate the system to you, whether you're an organization or individual, we want to speak to you. Yeah. Nice. Now you don't just suddenly wake up and, and you've got an amazing platform, website, content built and ready to go. You've obviously been through a journey to get to that point. Do you have any advice or thoughts you might share with people who are either looking to create a new product or are in the process of developing a new product or yeah. service? You know, what's any learnings you can share? Yeah. So this is my third business I've established now and one I sold a few years ago. I think the reality is that first of all, you need to have a great team around you. I mean, I've been very, very lucky to establish a small but great team already. So I think that's one. When I say the team, it's an ecosystem we've got around us, you know, so finding the right partners, finding the right technology developer partner, 
you know, finding those marketing partners, it's critical you find the right team around you. I think the second is that it's going to be a bumpy journey. <laughs> so it will be, it will feel really hard at times. You'll think, okay, why am I doing this? Why should we be doing this? You know, can we make it successful? Of course you can, right? Of course you can. If you believe in your product and believe in what you're trying to sell and the difference you're making, then others will realize that eventually. It might take a little bit of time, right? Because we're in a big market. HR market is a big market to break into. But believe in the product, make it clear in terms of what you're selling, you know, and just go for it. As I say, there's a big addressable market out there for many people right now. Yeah. There's a word out there, pivot, which means, you know, slightly adjust your direction. Don't just throw everything away, but change your focus. So in the HR market, let's say there are different segments, there's different industries, there's different geographies, et cetera. You could go all kinds of ways. When do you use the word pivot or when do you say, no, no, we stick with our path and we keep going? So have you ever had to, whether it be in this business or in any other business, adjust your path or make that decision to stay on? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I've always been in that kind of executive search stroke talent acquisition consulting environment before. And effectively, we were selling a product now, you know, software as a solution. Mm. And that was a big pivot for me. You know, so I've pivoted several times throughout my career, whether it's moving from consultant into corporate, corporate into consulting, consulting into software as a solution, right? So I think there's a couple of things that probably I would share as my learning is make life fun, right? Make life fun and do things you want to do rather than you don't want to do. And, you know, I didn't start from a place where I had very wealthy background, right? So it's not a place I've had to work really hard to get to this point, but you have to try and craft the journey you want to go on, you know, and think about it carefully. So pivoting, I think is the spice of life. In fact, I think people have to it also breaks you open as an individual. It exposes those weaknesses and it also exposes those strengths as well. So I would absolutely encourage keep pivoting two or three times throughout your career if you can, if you can. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And you mentioned that you went through a sale of a business. Have you any advice for people who are running their own business? And then that would be a goal as an exit strategy or just their plan for their business career. What are the yeah, best I mean, steps to prepare for sale? Again, as much as you need the right team around you, you also need the right advisors around you as well. So I'm very lucky to have a couple of you know, key advisors who are on my shoulder to say, hey, you know, this is some of the direction you can take. And very often it's just talking, right? So you know, sometimes they give you real nuggets, sometimes they don't, but you have to decide of what information you consume and act on and what you don't, right? So I do a lot of listening. So you know, I'm very keen to speak to anyone who is trying to develop something because there might be an angle where we can collaborate or an angle where I can try and help them. So it's always a win-win for me. But I think advisors is one, ready the sale early as well. So have that game plan in place. Be really honest with those people around you. So that's the plan. You know, don't land it on them in a year's time. You say, okay, I'm selling, right? right. Well, you know, if you don't reach that point, then fine, right? But be honest and open with those people in the business because then I believe it creates engagement, you know, that honesty and that transparency, there's nothing, there's no point hiding something because that's the direction you're moving, right? So those two or three things have probably been very, very key for me personally anyway. Yeah. I like that, that you're telling people ahead of time what's your ultimate goal is, and that's fine because you're not shutting the business, you're selling it, which may in fact create new opportunities and growth, et cetera. But what kind of advisors, and also you said ready the, get your sort of readiness plan. 
in, done early, what did you mean by what types of advisors and what's involved in that readying of the plan? So things like, you know, when I sold my first business, I wasn't necessarily a coach as such, but it was probably now you would class it as a executive coach. I probably didn't realize it was an executive coach at the time, but, you know, somebody who you can confide in say, Hey, look, I'm really going through a bit of a painful process at the moment with X, Y, and Z. You need to talk, right? You need to talk because otherwise they eat you up inside, you know, going through a quite stressful journey. And I'm a big believer, open, honest communications with people. So tell people how you feel. Let it out. So that's one angle. So the coach will then help you to navigate some of those discussions and strengthen the inner soul, if you like. You know, and I think the other aspect is then is the financial advisors as well. So those people who can guide you in terms of the transaction once you reach that point, whether that's the banking side, whether that's the financial components, whether that's the legal component, lawyers are now very, very critical for, you know, that process. And, you know, if you find a good lawyer, they are very commercial. So they'll guide you through every step of the way. So I think, yeah, have those professional services advisors on hand as you move through that journey. Yeah, absolutely. For people listening to this, what are the ideal customers or clients for Talent Sandbox? You know, who should they be referring to the business? Yeah. So we're currently dealing with probably two main levels, which is enterprise level. And enterprise is a funny one, right? Because we used to think about enterprise of 15, 20,000 upwards at one stage, but actually enterprise in a lot of cases is, you know, three, 4,000 people upwards now globally. So that dynamic has changed just as Why a, a sidebar. So I take my pharma background, my pharmaceutical background, the biotech background. So you could have a business of a thousand people who's scaling to 3000 people, wow. you know? So I think the science and technology is driving that. You don't need as many people, you know, anymore to grow a business rapidly globally. So I think that's one indicator. I mean, if you look at the financial sector, you have a thousand people, right? But you're a technology-based business and therefore, you know, you might have billions of dollars going through your business. So I think it all yeah, depends, okay. right? We've redefined what an enterprise looks like. And then the second is the mid-market as well. So it's those businesses who have a scale of in-house recruitment teams who need to develop their people to help the rapid growth of their own organization. So mid-market and enterprise is our sweet spot. Got it. And what geography? Our training currently is only in English. Uh -huh. So what we are finding though, is that that's being accessed in non-native speaking countries as well. So if you have a global team based, you know, headquartered out of Paris, for example, you know, very often those resources span the globe. So therefore, depending on the language you're conducting your business in will depend on, you know, whether that train is applicable or not. Okay. So international anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So brilliant. You've shared so much excellent advice and insights and some little tips and tricks. What should people do if they want to learn more about Talent Sandbox? Yeah, look me up on LinkedIn. So Neil Kelly, and you'll find me quite quickly on there. But yeah, feel free to reach out direct. I'd love to chat with you. Brilliant. So the website, www.talentsandbox.com, right? Correct. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Very good. All right. We'll add that in the show notes and also Neil's bio link in the show notes as well. But Neil, right. thank you very much for sharing. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Thank and good you. luck to England and the Ashes. <laughs> and you as well. Thanks, Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. 
Thanks and see you next time.